Hello everyone, welcome back to the Watchful Nights Weekend Review after a long, long time without any episode. That was because I was, well, I'll talk about that. Um, I am at the Watchful Night on Instagram, or just Watchful Night on Letterboxd. I'm going to go through the movies that I watched these past three weeks, I believe it is, adding a little more color to my reviews, followed by a movie to keep on your radar. And we won't have time to the five movies to watch when, because I have to cover three wor- weeks worth of films that I watched. Uh, yeah, keep telling me what you're liking, not liking, so I can improve the next episodes. So the first thing to get out of the way is the shows that I am currently watching. I'm extremely excited for it and sad that's the last season of Succession, but I'm very, very excited for next Sunday. I'm still watching Silicon Valley. It's it's really agreeing with me now. It's just the type of show that um for I can just put on and and it's it's not even like that laugh out loud funny. I just really appreciate what it's going for. And so it makes it a nice uh, show to watch with my meals. So the reason I didn't do these for the past two weeks, three weeks, it's I think, is that I was gone um, to Disney World, um, and I left on that Saturday, and I came back that Sunday, so I missed those two weeks of movie watching. Of oh, sorry, of uh, podcast recording. Um, and yeah, it was fun. It's a trip that me and my sisters have been looking forward to for a while. There are a few things that I actually took away movie-wise. So the first thing is that in Disney World, they had this Avatar ride, and it was the first ride we took and throughout our whole trip, and we got it to stand in line first because we they said it would be a long wait. It was a, what, I think it was a 45-minute wait, but they advertised an hour and 45 minutes. We're like, okay, what is this hype? And it's it's called the Flight of the Banshees when you're on the Banshee and you're flying around in a simulator type thing. And it was really, really great. I really loved the screen, um, whatever was going on. Like, you really felt part of that world more so than the movies can ever make you feel um, just because it was the whole experience. And it, and it kind of made me want to, you know... Not completely watch the first one, but just it really made me want to be in that, exist in that space um, without having to deal with the stupidity that are in those movies. But yeah, it just it just gave me a lot more appreciation for the world building. And then there was this amazing Star Wars ride called The Rise of the Resistance, and it was extremely immersive. You had the line people act as if they were part of the Resistance. You had people act as if they were trying to save you. It was awesome. Um, And that was the best part of Disney World was Galaxy's Edge. I know it's in Anaheim as well, but I hadn't seen it before. And then at Universal... (laughs) Um, the highlight was seeing the Wizarding World just because it was something very different, meaning that we hadn't been to a amusement park or a theme park that was centered around Harry Potter, and we're pretty big fans of the movies in general, so that was nice. Um, Jurassic Park ride, they didn't rebrand it to the Jurassic World just yet, which was, ext- it was so nice, um... And then the Fast and Furious ride, probably the most, like, it's, it's that this ride gave me so much more respect for the franchise because this ride was fully aware that it was dumb. It even had bad animation. It had 
people say that they were writing on the power of family. In fact, one of the ride operators, one person asked why their seatbelts, and he said it's because you you why do you need seatbelts when you have the power of family? And I th- I just think everyone understood the assignment. You were getting in like the 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 setup of the ride is you were getting in a party bus and they were playing like Latin music, and um, then you know Dom came out and said ride or die out of nowhere. Uh, but yeah, it, it completely I think at first if this ride took itself seriously and it was like trying to do something, it would not be as fun as it was. But luckily, it knew where it was coming from, and that's I think the beauty of that franchise that not a lot of people recognize. Um, but yeah. So those are my two cents there. I, in terms of going, I would highly recommend just to go to the Anaheim Disneyland and to go to the Hollywood Universal Studios. Universal Studios Hollywood, obvious for obvious reasons, just because that is literally where the Universal Studios are, and I believe that there are some Harry Potter rides there now. And the Disneyland in Anaheim is just better. I just it just has a a different aura to it, and it was just better. Okay, so to cover the movies that I had watched these past three weeks, um, again, I'm going to pick four to focus on. Um, So the first one that I watched was Alien, released in 1979. It's a very famous movie. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's directed by Ridley Scott. It stars Sigourney Weaver, Tom Skerritt, and John Hurt. And it received a 7.9 out of 10. I'm not going to go into detail with this movie. I think everyone has talked about this movie to death. Um, So yeah, if you don't know what it's about, it's like this crew of a commercial cargo ship um, encounter a really deadly life form after investigating an unknown transmission. And of course, I would recommend it. It's It's a classic. It has awesome practical effects and some really, really well done moments of tension. Then I watched Charade, which was a really, really fun movie. Uh, came out in 1963, directed by Stanley Donan, who also directed Singing in the Rain. It stars Cary Grant and Audrey Hepburn, and this received a 7.3 out of 10. Um, it's it's just that it's a, not a really, I mean, it is a whodunit, but it's just a the plot summary that I have is that romance and suspense ensue in Paris as a woman is pursued by several men who want a fortune her murdered husband had stolen. Which, yeah, that's pretty accurate, actually, um, without giving anything too, too much away. Um, again, I don't want to talk about this one in too much detail. In fact, though, if I could extend it to five, this is probably the one I would talk about more. Of course, I would recommend it. It's so much fun. Some really good comedy in the first half, and then twists and turns, man, that just come every five minutes. And they're not even stupid. They're just they they when they reveal themselves, they be they're logical and they drive the story forward. It's great. It's just um, you know a lot of people call this the most famous non Hitchcock Hitchcock, not most famous Hitchcockian, but not made by Hitchcock films, and that is very true. Okay, then I watched Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, this was released in 1980, I think. Let me look that up. I can hear the clicking. 
1980, I was right. Okay. Again, what? I, I don't even have to say anything about this movie, but it's directed by Irvin Kirshner. It stars, you know, the main three people, Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher. Um, and this one, it's where the rebels become overpowered by the Empire. They have kind of a big loss. And so Luke goes out to Dagobah um, and begins real Jedi training with Yoda. Um, while his friends are on the run from the Empire. And, um, yeah, this received an 8.8 out of 10. I'm not going to talk about it. It's just because it's just, it's Empire Strikes Back. Like, what what else do you want me to say about this movie? Um, and also, my, I really liked what I said in my review. So I would, of course, yes, I would recommend this movie. It's, it's just, you know, it's Empire Strikes Back. It's the sequel that set up all sequels to come after it that we know today. You should watch it, and it is always a lot of fun. Okay. Then I watched this little movie called Funny Games, the 1997 version, not the American remake. Uh, and yeah, this this movie deserves some elaboration. Um, it Funny Games is directed by Michael Haneke. It stars Suzanne Lothar, Ulrich Muhe, and Arno Frisch. Um, and this received a 7.7 out of 10. And it's about two, you know, very creepy young men who take this family hostage in some sort of vacation cabin that they have and force them to play sadistic and, you know, intrusive games with each other for those guys' own amusement. Um, yeah, this movie is, is quite good. And the more that I've sat with it, the more that I've appreciated it. So... What I liked about this movie is that yes, it's it's a disturbing film. You will you will encounter that when you if you do go ahead watching this movie, which I highly recommend that you do. Um, but if you go ahead watching it, you will read a lot of things online that say it's very disturbing. But it's disturbing in the right ways. It's like not grotesque or gross or even that gory. I just think that it's very. It's also a lot of psychological warfare, which is kind of cool. Um, so yeah, it's just disturbing in the right ways, one that really creeps into you and always keeps you on the edge of your seat and unsure of how all the situations will play out. What makes this, um, movie kind of amazing is its killer performances, not only from the two young men who actually, a lot of people think the remake has better performances, but I thought, I mean, I haven't seen the remake, so I don't know, but... I actually really liked the two young men performances. I thought they were quite well done. Um, but also, like, the family, the mother and the father, Suzanne Lothar and Ulrich Muhe, like, there's some, there's a really, you know, jarring and extremely disturbing and sad scene that happens towards at the end of the film. And the only reason that has such an impact on you it's because, one, it's also an element of the direction that we stay on this thing for so long, but also just how convincing these performances are and just how they process really intense emotions in a really intense situation when they do need to do something quickly and they do not have time to process whatever they need to process. Um, so that is, it's great. That's the one of the best things about this film. Um, yeah, it's made extremely well from the direction side. The composition is pretty great. The editing is nice. 
Um, the cinematography is nothing special, but it's 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 good. It's fine. Um, and the the kicker of this movie, which you'll find out the moment, like think half an hour in, you're like, okay, I get what this is trying to do, is that it has a really great critique, particularly on American thrillers. Um, it's so this movie is kind of about how we are so enamored by watching murderers and then like it and it raises an interesting point because i even thought about it afterward that so many shows that we watch like you or like dexter focus on the people committing these acts of horrendous violence and we follow them as protagonists and that there's something like twisted about that and so that that's what this movie is targeting and it does it in a very very smart way um so yeah, what I didn't like about this movie, there are some scenes that, yes, they needed that for tension, and I get it, but there's, they're only there to serve that purpose. They don't do anything to drive the story forward. In fact, the story is quite flat after you reach the first, uh, the end of the first act and the beginning of the third. Um, just because the, the second act is, is where this movie is shining but the first and third act there's it's kind of flat and the escalation i get it's supposed to be subtle but it just didn't didn't necessarily work for a thriller and something that i <laughs> mentioned in my review is that there needs to be more of an oomph and it that is was kind of lacking towards the end it's it is a really scary ending and it has a lot of implications for its critique and as well as the events of the film um but there, there, there had a. There was so much more of a an opportunity to make it more memorable. So yeah, yeah. If I haven't made it clear enough, I would recommend it. It's a super tense film with plenty of jaw dropping moments, amazing performances, and a really, really good creepiness. Then uh, I think it was the day after. I, I hope it wasn't the night of. I think it was the day after. The day after that, I watched. Night of Cups. This movie sucks. This movie's really bad. Um, it was released in 2015. It's directed by Terrence Malick. It stars Christian Bale, Natalie Portman, Kate Blanchett. Uh, Teresa Palmer is in there. Frida Pinto is in there. Antonio Banderas. Um, it received a 2.8 out of 10. D don't want to waste time talking about this movie. Um, it's, yeah, it's not really much of a plot, but it's you know, there's this, I don't even know what his occupation was. I think he was a writer, but again, that's not necessary to the movie. Um, but he's like kind of indulging in everything um, that LA and Vegas, I think it's Vegas, also has to offer, like in terms of sex and drugs. And they don't show him gambling. I don't think they show drugs either. Um, but he, he tries to find like self-love uh, via these adventures and via his relationships with six different women you don't need to know about it it's really disappointing because I've liked what I've seen so far from Terrence Malick granted that I've only seen two other films but I would not recommend this movie it's a self-indulgent mess um, and it has one of the most lifeless and irritating protagonists ever so yeah stay away from this movie Okay, then I watched a new, like a new all-time favorite of mine, and I'm so glad that I had been waiting to watch this movie for so long, and I finally got around to it. And it's Lahaine, um, released in 1995, directed by Matthew Kasovitz, 
I'm saying that very Americanly. Starring Vincent Cassell, Castle, Cassell probably Hu- Hubert Coinde and Said Tagmui, um, and this received an eight point four out of ten. Uh, it's about these. I think it takes place over the course of a day. Um, about you know it's just the the lives of three young men over the course of the day after there was a violent riot between the police and their friends. So, there's a lot to like about this movie. Um, what I liked about this movie, first and foremost, is the composition and the, the, the direction. The composition, that is the direction, um, for in, the most, in most cases. And the cinematography and the style was awesome. It always makes it engaging where you were dying to see the next interesting shot. Everything is thought out extremely carefully. There is no room for like extraneous things in the frame it's so well planned i also really love how like gritty the feeling is though like it manages to have this very planned out aesthetic but also manages to maintain that grittiness i think that has to do with the black and white cinematography um the performances are great and with that respect to the writing like the characters are really well done they're very fleshed out they're people who you can empathize with and critique at the same time and those make the best characters um and yeah it balances tone quite well it has a great ending i think it's again it's very social oriented it's kind of the perfect combination between mean streets and do the right thing and it's very much in the uh in the vein of those films they're very clear visual references to it um, but it also solves the issues that I have with those movies, um, which is which is nice. And uh, it has a good ending. It has a, a sad ending, but it's a good ending. So what I didn't like about it, very, very minuscule things. Um, the second half can drag a tad. Um, I, I don't know why I even, when I think back about me saying this now, is that the majority of the movie actually takes place in the second half like a lot of the meat of the narrative um but for some reason it was just like it felt a bit draggy um but i don't know why that is hmm. i don't know and then the the music needs to be a bit better Again, very nitpicky things but they're you do notice them but they're it's still a phenomenal movie so of course I would recommend it. it's a social issue film and it keeps you engaged, makes a statement, very stylistically cool, and it's also my new 85th favorite movie of all time. So definitely check it out. Okay, then I watched, so after I got back from Disney now, I, wa- I didn't watch anything, I did, although Harry Potter was coming on the TV there and we just watched that. Um, I don't I didn't count those because I wasn't watching them properly, but yeah. So it was a lot of Harry Potter watching. Um, so when I got back, I had to watch First Blood for school. Because we were talking about the 80s in Hollywood cinema. Um, yeah, it's a, and it, this movie is quite good. Like, it's, it is quite... It's very... Yeah, it's just very good. I forgot how earnest it was as well so um first blood was released in 1982 it's directed by ted kocheff obviously stars sylvester stallone richard grana and brian dennehy 
Um, it received a 6.3 out of 10, and it's about this, you know, uh, Vietnam War vet who is forced by a really, like, annoying police department and his deputies to flee them into the mountains because they're they're not wanting his type there. And then um, he, they un undoubtedly unintentionally make a one-man war um, because Rambo is a certified killing machine as we later learn so yeah I would recommend this movie it's a classic it has a lot to say and it has a lot to say at the same time um, about the war about how the, the treatment of veterans and the, the climax of version is really it works extremely well I forgot how good that was Okay, so then I watched The Deer Hunter, again in the vein of a Vietnam War film. Um, the Deer Hunter has been on my list for a long, long time, and it, you know, it didn't it completely blow my mind by any means, actually, but it was it was still quite good. So The Deer Hunter was released in 1978, it's directed by Michael Cimino, stars Robert De Niro, Christopher Walken, and Meryl Streep, like in big roles. Like they, they have a, uh, Robert De Niro is the main character, obviously, but Christopher Walken and Meryl Streep. They have big roles, and that's a pretty impressive lineup as it is. And uh, this movie is about these three friends who, you know, who have a great time, and I believe it's in northeast Pennsylvania or something. And they are industrial workers, and they all decide to go and serve their country in the Vietnam War. And it's about what the war did to each of them um when they came back and how they are dealing with it it's a very it's a very serious film um so i would recommend it you have to stick with it it is three hours and eight minutes long my biggest problem with this film is that it's very notorious for it's in for its hour-long polish wedding sequence it's not even a sequence like polish wedding act um and that 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 didn't rub me the right way because a lot of the i mean i guess i see the worth at the end of it but it just wasn't enough for me to justify that amount of time to it but it's quite good it's really good um the performances are great um the the russian roulette scenes man they're so well done um and it's worth every time at the end of the day so go check it out the deer hunter it's also one of the most like revered movies ever so Okay, then I watched In Bruges, and this is a movie that I've also been looking forward to watching, um, more so after really, really liking Banshees, and that reminds me that the Oscars also happened, and um, yeah, everything everywhere, you know, sweeped. Sorry, this is a bit of a tangent, um, but I'm kind of sad that Banshees didn't get anything, I'm sad that Tar didn't get anything, um, and I'm very, very sad that All Quiet on the Western Front got a lot and what the hell why did they get production design like that what where is the production design there um i'm kind of sad that babylon didn't get score and that it went to all quiet on the western front kind of upset that jamie lee curtis won best supporting even though it is long overdue but it's just like she was the weakest out of those out of the bunch i'm i actually think angela bassett is did a much better job than she did, even though my pick was Carrie Condon. 
so yeah but also at the end of the day there was there was very little to complain about um partly because the nominee lineup itself was very unproblematic so that was nice um Okay, back to In Bruges. In Bruges is a movie I'm going to talk about in detail because it was released in 2008. It's directed by Martin McDonough. Stars Colin Farrell, Brandon Gleeson, and Rafe Fine. That's a pretty good cast um, already. And this received a 7.0 out of 10, so it didn't really quite hit as well as Banshees did. Um, so it's about this hitman and his partner, which is Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. And they arrive in Bruges, which Colin Farrell's character Ray hates. To, like, he really hates Bruges. He thinks it's a shithole. And they, yeah, and they're awaiting orders from Ray Fine, who is, there's, who is the boss. And I don't want to say anything more um, because it'll ruin the movie. So what I liked about this movie is that I actually think that this movie traverses its tones so much better than Banshees does, actually. Even though I think Banshees is just a, a far better film, I think it's more original, it's more thoughtful, it's it's just very earnest as well, and this one is comes from a good place, but it, it really does feel like an attempt to um, show off to a certain degree, whereas Banshees, I just think, is come is very authentic and yeah anyways so but it does traverse the tone much better i think the writing is much more consistent in that regard because it balances the scenes where we are very cognizant of when we are supposed to feel sad when we are supposed to laugh and the the humor is quite good and i realized that martin mcdonough Martin McDonough's humor is right up my alley which is really nice it's not like the typical british dry humor it is insults and comebacks um which is kind of my thing um the cast is amazing they really do have rapport with one another you can tell there's like this insatiable chemistry between them and the music i I didn't even like expect this but the music was so good um and and i think that helped a lot with the the tone traversal thing because i think it established this emotional core that this is not supposed to be viewed I mean, I guess there is an argument to view the entire thing as a comedy, but I think the music gives it the case that it's more so just the drama, and it's about grief. So, yeah, that really helped all the movie was trying to do. I got those soundtracks. It's great. So what I didn't like about this movie is that it's really hard. It, it, it makes it really hard to sell it to, to me. It made it really hard to sell itself to me in the first 30 minutes. Because you don't find the characters fun, they're complaining a lot, they're just kind of annoying also. Colin Farrell's character is very annoying, and then until you find out why he's that way, it is, it's just a long time before you do that. And, I mean, I hate to keep comparing it to Banshees, but, you know, that's what he, Mark McDonough's, that's what he's done. Um, since it is kind of plot-driven, where I think Banshees is, you know, obviously very character-driven... You do have something to be desired from the story, because it has because it has two, like there's two kickers that kick off the first, sorry, the second and third acts, and you see those coming. Um, so that's the the what I loved about Banshees is, was that unpredictability of how far they actually took it. Um, 
and this one was just not that. So I would still recommend it. It's very fresh. It feels very punk, and it's all the while being very emotional. I see this movie really growing on me more, even though I kind of already really like it. It's just I feel like with more rewatches, it will become better. Okay, then I watched um, Monica, Oh My Darling. Uh, I'm going to talk about this in detail as well. This was released last year. It was directed by Vasan Bala. Stars Rajkumar Rao, Huma Qureshi, and Radhika Apte. Um, and received a 4.9 out of 10. I watched this because my cousin requested that I do watch it. Um, not, that, not to say that I wouldn't have watched otherwise, but... You probably wouldn't have. Um, so it's about a slick robotics expert um, who joins this murderous plot. Yeah, that's not a spoiler at all. So yeah, he joins this murderous plot um, after some shady things he was doing goes wrong. Um, but nothing is what it seems to be, even death. Um, so what I liked about this movie, very few things, actually. And the more I think about it, the less it's just, the less the movie has gained on me. So it's entertaining. It holds your attention. Um, the music choices are very fun. They play um, old Bollywood songs um, as it's, it's just, as a, primarily a soundtrack. Like there's, there's one dance number, and they're doing that as an aesthetic and a vibe thing. So I think that was really nice. It was a good touch. It does get a little overplayed at times, especially when it's getting played in moments of tension. Like, I really wanted the music to just shut up. But, um, yeah, it was overall, it was a nice, it was a, it was a good touch. And then um, the two standouts are Radhika, um, Radhika Apte and Huma Qureshi, who, who are both amazing in this film. And, uh, yeah, the drastically outshine everyone else um which was nice so what i didn't like about this and and it comes from a place of understanding and somewhat appreciation so what this movie is trying to do and it makes it exceedingly obvious is it's trying to take from you know the likes of sri ram raghavan they make it obvious for that they thank him in the beginning he's the guy who directed Andhadhun and um, those, you know, those slick thrillers that work because he has good stories to go along with them. And he's doing them from a place of earnestness. And it takes from the likes of, obviously, Quentin Tarantino as the you know, grandfather influence because even the font of the movie title is in that. and Stuff like that. It plays around with some few things from you know the likes of Hitchcock and you know movies like charade even um but it just all around it just felt like a recycling and a copy paste of what all those movies were doing and it's not in the cheap way like it's not like a ripoff but it's just in the way that it's so cliche and run-of-the-mill that it, that's what makes the movie predictable the the narrative itself when I was if like I was to read the script it would not be as straightforward. But the way that they presented certain things, you're like, oh yeah, this is this music's gonna play, then this character is gonna do this funny thing, and then we're gonna find out this just because of the stylistic choices. And that's that's when you know that you didn't that's when you know it really just comes down to a direction problem. 
Um, and when you just look to only look to certain things without putting any effort into finding um, something for yourself personally to bring to a film. So at the end of the day, it's, it was very predictable. The two other things that that beyond that main issue is that number one is that the comedy was was terrible, and it was not even like cringeworthy jokes, because I even grin at those. There were just virtually no jokes. Everything fell flat. Like the music would escalate um, when they when he would get to a punchline, and you're like, that I could have thought of that, right? Like that is not funny. Um, I say that because I don't think I would be a good comedy writer. Uh, I spent a lot of time thinking about that, actually. Um, and the whole robotics thing, it's, it's just, it was so unnecessary. Um, yeah, like, you're gonna watch the movie and be like, why, why did they center this around robotics? That, that makes no sense. So, I would not recommend this movie. Watch Andadun instead, um... I don't know why I say that. Just in and the reason I have to say that now because it's it's literally in the vein of that film. So just watch that movie instead, and you will be more pleased. Then I finished. I watched Scream last night. Right after watched Monica, oh my darling. I had to watch that for class as well, and I kind of forgot just how amazing this movie is. Like the moment it ended, I was like. This movie is pretty fantastic. Like, there's very little wrong with it. Um, and the things that are wrong with it are very much personal preference more than anything. So Scream was released in 1996. It's, it was directed by Wes Craven. It stars David Arquette, Neve Campbell, Courtney Cox, um, Drew Barrymore, the whole shebang. Um, it received a 8.3 out of 10... The plot, you know, it's about people who, or teenagers, who get terrorized by a killer who uses their knowledge and pokes fun at slasher, predominantly slasher horror films, as part of a deadly game um, to murder her. So, of course, I would recommend it. It's classic, and it, and it, I can't get over the fact just how good it is because. It is quite good. It does four. It like masters the meta generic commentary thing, without being super in your face about it and annoying about it. Like it really knows how to comment on things, in the proper way and make it funny. It's genuinely thrilling. It has a great, you know, Wes Craven really knows his stuff, obviously. And then number three, it tells an you know it's an interesting story with a nice twist at the end that you don't really see coming. So. Yeah, I really enjoyed watching this movie again, and it may even prompt me to do a Scream marathon, but we'll see. So, yeah, that concludes this episode. Um, movie to keep on your radar, I really think it's Funny Games. Um, it's very popular in terms of like the deep, deep film community, um, but in, in general, I think this movie needs to be seen by more people. So yeah, go go watch Funny Games. It's on HBO Max. It's not going to take up too much of your time. It's only I think it's only ninety minutes long. But yeah, so I will see you in the next episode next week. Have a great week, everyone. Goodbye.